Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 12 sees the Green Machine on the road to the Central Coast to take on the Sydney Roosters after a disappointing 34 points to 10 loss against the Melbourne Storm last weekend. Joining me on the podcast, as always, Tom and John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we going? Yeah, doing well, Ben. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, pretty good, mate. Very good. Uh, Obviously, a bit going on. Let's dive straight into it. Let's go around the horn. Okay, we're going to kick it off with George Williams, obviously missing from the team sheet uh, on Tuesday afternoon, um, and uh, the club put out a statement saying that uh, it got to a situation where George had asked for a release for the end of the 2021 season, uh, but both parties had agreed to make that effective immediately. Um, The situation um, became untenable. Uh, in the statement, it said that, and uh, the decision had been made to part ways with George. Look, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of that situation uh, on this podcast, there's obviously a, a bit going on in respect to that. So um, all we can say is that uh, George won't be playing uh, for the club uh, this weekend and it looks as though um, his time in green has ended. So I'm just going to leave it there and we're going to move on to uh, other topics uh, and let's talk about something that's very important this weekend uh, and that is NRL Indigenous Round, Tom, and something that um, a lot of players uh, are really proud of and we've been able to share their stories over the past few weeks and, and hear from them and, and uh, see what it means to them. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think the club has done a great job uh, in the build-up to that with what's been going on, explaining the designs behind our jersey and also the some of the club training kit as well. That's obviously been displayed throughout the week and I think it's a great celebration of Indigenous culture, not just for Indigenous Australians as well, but for Maori as well and other cultures because we've got a very diverse uh, bunch here at the club and it's something I'm, I'm quite proud of as well. John, you've uh, spent a bit of time uh, putting all this together uh, from a media perspective and learning more about the culture and also uh, all of the, the totems and the symbols that uh, feature in this year's Indigenous Round uh, jersey and, and uh, range from the Raiders. Uh, it must be you know, really good for you to learn a little bit more about it as well. I've absolutely loved the process. I remember um, probably... Like towards the end of last season, I remember um, Jack being on like a, a Zoom call with some of the students from Queebin High and um, just chatting to to them. And he's been part of the part of the process and um, just all the all the players learning about the different cult, um, cultures. I, remember, I was chatting to Ryan James uh, just yesterday, and um, he was because he's a Bunjalung man from up um, northern New South Wales, so he was learning about the totems for the Ngunnawal people and um, the Wiradjuri people as well, and just seeing them learn, but also me learning because. Um, Honestly, I, I didn't when I first saw the jersey. I was like, "This looks amazing," but I don't, I don't know actually what know what it means. And just seeing the story of um, of all the students who've put all this hard work into it, and then Rain, the artist, it's just been absolutely fantastic. I've, I've loved putting this together, and just I feel like I've had a, I've been very privileged to get to learn all this um, stuff about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture. Yeah, it's been fantastic, um, and obviously the, the club's got. Uh, a number of Indigenous players now. You mentioned Torres Strait Island, Sebastian Chris, uh, will be joining us a little bit later on uh, in the program. He'll be having a chat to you guys um, about Indigenous Round and um, a little bit about what it means to him. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. Uh, and also, you know, obviously Jack Whiten, uh, Ryan James and young Xavier Savage, uh, Darby Medlin as well, um, all have Indigenous heritage. And then 
throughout the the rest of the club there's um there's plenty of indigenous um, players um, scattered throughout all of the grades so it's a wonderful uh, recognition of their culture and I can't wait to see the guys run out in the jersey uh, on Saturday night. Speaking of Saturday night, we come up against the Sydney Roosters. Uh, you guys will preview that game with Sebastian Chris a little bit later on uh, in the podcast. But um, some team changes right at the top. We can see that uh, obviously Jack Whiten and Josh Hodgson back in the side this weekend. Tom, um, an injection of experience and class uh, with those two back in the side. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to having both of them back. Jack with his strong direct running game. Also, we know what Hodgie brings to the side, a bit of a calming influence as well. And also Rapper, having Rapper back as well. I think that's going to really help the outside backs. Yeah, I think that um, both of those players, you know, probably offer a little bit more direction. And, and with obviously George Williams no longer there, Sam Williams, John, comes back in at halfback. So you've got three really experienced uh, players there um, back that could be all back on the field at the same time. Yeah, I really like the combination here. I... I think um, Sam's kicking game, just being able to find touch, um, really slow the game down in this fast-paced environment is a real key. Um, but also, we saw what Hodjo was doing um, in that lock role against the Bulldogs. It was it was incredible seeing him play that role, and I thought it worked really well, the good direction, and really good to see Tom Starling fit as well. I wasn't sure how, how he would go when I saw him go down late in that first half. Um, but yeah, rapper as well at the back. It's so much experience, and... Um, I, th- I think that's going to be big for us against the Roosters. Yeah, and you throw Sia Soliola back onto the bench as well. The oh, experience wow. <laughs> is uh, definitely back in there. We've gone from a team with um, probably a lot less experience to a team that's very experienced. So um, hopefully it pays dividends on Saturday night up there on the Central Coast. Uh, another one that's probably slipped uh, under the radar a little bit this week, Tom, and uh, it comes down to your favourite man again, and that's Elliot Whitehead. <laughs> he plays his 300th career game this weekend. So if you count um, the matches that he played in the Super League uh, and then what he's played in the NRL, he'll actually tick over 300. And knowing what Elliot's like, he won't want any fanfare about it, but it's really important that we acknowledge the fact that he's achieved a pretty awesome milestone. Yeah, I might get a bit emotional talking about this. No, I'm really kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's unbelievable achievement. Uh, I think what a lot of the... F- I think Elliot's biggest quality, we know what he can do on the footy field, which is pretty much everything. And I know that's not just me <laughs> trying to give him a rap, but I think Elliot's biggest contribution to the Raiders is what he brings off to the field. I think he's a, a bit, well, we know he's now captain of the club, but he's, his leadership and bringing the team together and bonding, I think, is really important to the side. Yeah, and important now as ever. With a, you know, a rate of form that hasn't been uh, fantastic, it's important that the senior players can lead the group. And, and John Elliott is one of those guys that you know, definitely um, can bring a, a team together. Yeah, well, he can definitely do that. And I think we saw that particularly um, probably around 2018, 2019. I think the scooter incident brought a lot of people yep. together. The big question is, how many fingers will Smell hold up to celebrate his 300? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, the finger uh, injury for him, thankfully, wasn't uh, a bad one. Uh, no breaks there, but he'll play this weekend. And, um, yeah, no, congratulations, Smell. It's a, it's a wonderful achievement. And, um, you know, to play that many games uh, at the top level is huge. So um, looking forward to seeing him lead the team out there uh, on Saturday night. All right, we're going to keep this one very brief this week. 34 points to 10 against the Melbourne Storm at GIO Stadium last weekend. Uh, started well. We're up 10-0 and once again got out to an early lead. And uh, and then the errors crept in, uh, Tom, and that possession rate changed and, and Melbourne were able to um, capitalise on that. Yeah, it's... Yeah, like what Ryan Sutton was saying in his um, media opportunity earlier this week, you know, there were plenty of positives to take out of it, but... 
uh, as he alluded to, you know, once we made a couple of errors, Melbourne capitalised on them and uh, showed their class and showed why they're quite a strong club. But I think we can take a few positives out of that game. Sam Williams, for me, was really good and it was great to see him back in the side. I actually thought it was um, Curtis Scott's best game for us um, mm. since he's been here. I th- I feel like the last couple of weeks he's actually been good enough. I feel mm. like I've been saying that same sentence every week, but he really had a crack. Yeah. I was really impressed by his determination. Um, you could tell that he just wanted it, and I thought his execution was pretty good on the most mm. part. Um, you said the start was so good. The moment when I thought this this could be happening here was when um, Semi uh, Valame um, got Ado Car into touch, and I was just like, yeah. that's, that's a massive play there, but... Um, we know why Melbourne have been such a good team for such a long time. They they really um, have got a, got a good club there. I think they deserve the win as well. Yeah, they did. They, they played really well. I mean, when you look at Melbourne and you look at Penrith at the moment, you see two teams that you know really play a, a heavy possession game and they don't give you a lot of opportunity. Um, they're really good at controlling the football and, and minimising their error count. And then defence, they're very good, Melbourne in particular, at slowing that ruck down and not allowing teams to get momentum. So um, for the Raiders, I think the, the two big things that they can take out of that game are, one, um, you've got to hold the football. You, you can't make those errors. And we saw several um, times where we turned the ball over in our own half. Uh, and the second part of it is, is they, they've got to continue to work on um, you know, getting up off the ground and, and combating those teams that are really good around the ruck. And if they can do those two things, they can... They can build some momentum of their own and, and try and, um, you know, obviously push themselves into uh, better positions to win games. Well, our special guest this week is Raiders Centre, Sebastian Chris. Seb, uh, great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Mate, it's um, Indigenous round this week. Um, I guess the preparations for, for the Raiders have been going on for a long time. You've kind of seen the process of um, the jerseys being designed and that. Now, what was that like? Uh, it was it was pretty empowering to see we're connected to the community and getting them involved in actually designing the jersey, which is good. Yeah, so you said it was quite an empowering sort of sort of process. So talk us through what what actually happened. Well, I didn't know too much about it to be honest. I came in one day and we had a meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, they had the designs there. And they got the kids to come up and tell us what it meant to them. And how they all, how the artists put it together to bring us the design. What does um, um, Indigenous Round mean for, for Torres Strait Islander? Because I think a lot of the time people think of Indigenous Round, they immediately think of um, people with an ab- Aboriginal background, either like a Wiradjuri, like, like Jack or... Um, Bunkalong Ryan. Yeah, exactly. So what does it mean for like, um, Torres Strait Islanders? Uh, I'd say it means just getting our culture out there. And being recognised more because, as you, as you said, it is the Indigenous word is used as a blanket to cover both Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. So it would be good to get more recognition and more knowledge around our culture as well. Yeah, nice, mate. And obviously, uh, just tell us a bit about yourself. Obviously, you're a lo- we know you're a local junior. You know, you've spent a lot of time uh, playing footy in the ACT here, but... You're from Brisbane originally, is is that correct? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, tell us a bit about your background and, you know, growing up in Brisbane and then coming down to Canberra. Uh, well, I started footy in Brisbane there for the Centenary Panthers and uh, I started when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I just loved to run around, I guess. Mum, mum and Dad thought to put me in a year earlier than 
a lot of other young kids. So you so you obviously had that experience growing up playing against kids that were probably a year or two older your age, you know? Did, yeah. Did you run around sort of your backyard pretending to be any sort of particular players in in particular? Like, you didn't grow up, like, well, I shouldn't say this, but hopefully you didn't grow up wanting to be like any of the Broncos players or anything like that? Oh, uh, well, actually... <laughs> I supported the Raiders and the Broncos growing up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Definitely uh, take yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and who, who are some of your idols, mate? Uh, I'd say Darren Lockyer. Yep. He was probably my number one idol there. And Carmichael Hunt growing up. And I also looked up to uh, Billy Slater as I was a, I was a Queensland supporter. Yeah. <laughs> and then you represented the Blues a little bit later as well in terms of like junior origin. That Was that a little... What was um, that like as a someone born in Brisbane? Uh, a little bit difficult at first, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Once I put that jersey on, I was just proud to be there, yeah. proud to represent New South Wales. Oh, abs- absolutely, mate. Um, and then you played a little bit for the Valley Dragons down in Tuggerong as well. So you played – how old were you, would you have been when you moved down there? I uh, started when I was eight down here in Canberra for the Valley Dragons and I finished up. In under 15s, that was my last season. And I remember you telling me that you've played in a couple of um, Torres Strait um, rugby league carnivals. Tell us what th- what that's like. Where where was it, and what was it like? Oh, uh, that was it was based on Thursday Island up in Torres Straits, and it's probably the toughest tournament I've ever played in. It's just different up there. There's so much passion in every run, every hit, even the supporters on the on the sideline running up and down. My auntie. Was chasing me when I was when I made a little break there. It was it was good to see. How old were you when when that would have happened? Uh, it was only a couple of years or maybe three years ago. I was probably eighteen, nineteen. Is it like really really passionate about rugby league up yeah, north? Yeah, they are, and not only the people, but it was probably like thirty odd degrees, and there was a sea <laughs> breeze, so yeah. you, you kick it in, up into the wind, and it comes straight back to you. <laughs> Little ch- few chip and chases. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of those. <laughs> not, not, not from me though. <laughs> yeah, obviously, mate. Um, have you sort of had the chance to? And and do you have any plans to sort of go back home and, and visit family from up in that region, or is is that something you haven't really thought about at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'd love to go back whenever I can. It's just trying to find the time because yep. there's not really any point going just for the weekend or yep. something like that. So. In the off season, I am planning to go back for a few weeks and visit all my family. Nice. And one one thing I just really wanted to talk to you about is, um, obviously, a lot of Raiders fans have seen it. Your your try celebration, you know, uh, can you talk us through that? What what was the inspiration behind that, and who came up with it? Uh, well, it was Dad's idea to do it. Yep. Uh, it's from a from a traditional dance mm-hmm. from where I'm from, my yep. island, and uh, it. For me, it was just showing my family and also everyone else that I'm still connected to them, Yep. even though I'm down here in Canberra. Well, well we, we love it here and I'm sure all the other Raiders fans love it, so hopefully we get to see that this weekend in yeah, the Indigenous yeah. round, mate, so no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, and then like talking about this year, this year, we know that you took last year off, you spent some time working um, as a courier and you came back early to pre-season, you did everything you possibly could to get yourself into that round one team. Have you, has it gone better than you thought? Like you've played a lot of footy. Uh, not necessarily. I've, I set my goals pretty high and I wanted to challenge myself. And uh, I'm just, at the moment, I'm taking, taking it day by day. You, 
Were you a bit surprised? Like, I know I was a bit surprised in that round three game when you were named in the second row. Um, it's obviously great to have that versatility um, in your um, in in your belt. But have you ever played second row before? Uh, I played second row once in a Indigenous knockout when I was probably thirteen <laughs> or fourteen. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing then, but I have a, I have a rough idea of it now. Yeah, and. Um, Obviously, you said you set you set the bar high, but you feel like you're finding your feet and just learning along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But um, I don't want to think that I've made it yet. Not at all. I'm I'm still striving to be better. Oh, fantastic words, mate. Is there? I guess since coming in to the side this season, has have have any senior players in particular sort of I guess provided you with some guidance and you know just sort of some extra motivation and to help you with your training and obviously preparing for games. Is there anyone that you can pinpoint in particular? Yeah, uh, Ryan James and Jack Whiten. They've both been supportive and pushing me to push myself. Yep. Uh, in the pre-season for when I came back for the under-21s, it was me and Darky there. Yeah, I remember. I, I don't know if uh, yeah, you remember, mate, but I actually <laughs> participated in one of the time trials um, oh. in pre-season and you probably saw me running at the back of the pack. But um, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember. You, and, <laughs> you and Ryan James were setting the standards back then and I think you were actually running streaks in front of everyone. Can, can you confirm that Tom only did one lap and then yeah. pulled out? Yeah. Yeah, but I came, yeah. First, <laughs> I came first in that lap. Well, I was second behind Seb, but no... He's not going to know because he, he was looking over his shoulder. He didn't. He wasn't looking over his shoulder. Give us the real story, Seb. <laughs> uh, we had four to do that day, and Tommy came out and did one and was done. Okay, well, there's still more one more than I've ever <laughs> done. But <laughs> I can't. Can, I, I may or may may or may not be able to confirm that my hamstring might have gone in after that first lap, but uh, no one will ever know. So, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> also, Seb, like, what about away from footy? Like, we know that you play with. Um, extremely professional in your approach you um always learning things like that but how do you step away from footy what what sort of things do you do you like to do um well i, I play a lot of call of duty nice. video games uh, i just like to you know take take your breath when i'm away from footy just enjoy the moment do you jump it? Do you jump into Vedansk with a few of the other boys and have a few matches of, on call of duty or is oh nah Nah, they're too good for me. <laughs> <laughs> is that something though that you learnt from, like, from your time away, like, just being able to step back from footy? Is that something you've learned? Is that something kind of that you've always sort of done? No, nah, it is something that I learnt when I was uh, away from footy. Uh, not only with footy, it's important to step back in any situation and just live in the moment, know where you are, what you need to do. And when I'm away from footy, I know I need to relax and look after my body and. Make sure I'm ready for the next training or game. Well, this weekend we're up in, up in the Central Coast playing the Sydney Roosters for Indigenous Round, 7.30 on Saturday. Um, and running through the team list for this week, we've got a few big inclusions. Uh, Jordan Rapiner back on the wing, which is uh, massive after he was out for a couple of weeks there. And we've also got Josh Hodgson and Jack Whiten back into the side. So... Um, Massive inclusions, especially with um, Indigenous Round. Great to have Jack playing, obviously. Um, I feel like he's been playing some pretty good footy as of late, and I think that matchup between him and Lockie Lamb is going to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think Jack will be bringing his A game and more with uh, Indigenous jersey on. Um, yeah, with Lockie Lamb, obviously they've got a, quite a young halves pairing, uh, Sam Walker and 
and, and Lamb as well. So Lamb being the senior playmaker, I thought he was, even though uh, the Roosters did go down to the Broncos, I thought he was, uh, was quite impressive. And they, they do play that expansive uh, brand of footy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Lockie Lamb is Lockie Lamb and Walker. They're going to be they're going to be hard to handle. I think they're both very good players. I actually saw Sam Walker play the other week. I was up at a game in Newcastle and watched uh, the Roosters put it on the Knights, and I thought he was outstanding. Everything he did turned into gold. Um, having said that, though, I think it's really fantastic that we've got Jack coming back into this game. Uh, we know what he can do. We know how dangerous he is with the footy and how strong his running game is. And this is going to be a halves um, matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, he's just an absolute athlete. Like just, he's just so physical. You don't really see too many halves like him in in the game. Like it's just his his running game is so strong, and obviously he can um, add that kicking and passing game. He is really a, a real threat. Great defender in the line as well. I think that's what I really like. Jack's defence, having him in the line as a big body, uh, I just think that can really go a long way into helping us get the result. As we said earlier, um, Jordan Rappen are back into the team as well. Um, that's a that's going to be a massive matchup there. Yeah, I've, so my matchup is I've, I've picked Rapper up against Daniel Tupo. Uh, Daniel Tupo is, I believe, a really underrated player for the Roosters. I think he's a strong carrier of the ball coming from their defensive end. He makes a lot of metres. He, he's a quality finisher on the wing, and I think him up against Rapper, both very similar. Rapper's been obviously a great player for us uh, with a lot of metres coming out of his defensive end, and this is a, I think that we're going to see a lot of the ball on that side of the field on Saturday night. Like playing in the back line with... Um Rapper, like how big is it for you to have him there? Oh, it's good. There's a lot of trust for Rapper there. He he'll bring back his experience under the high balls, especially under uh, under threat from Daniel Tupo, who's quite tall and good in the air. So he'll he'll work with Curtis there and figure out a way to defuse that. Well, that's going to be happening up in up in Gosford for Indigenous Round, and um, hope to see plenty of Raiders fans out in the crowd. Well, it's podcast prediction time, and in true form, three strikes last oh. week. No luck. So we had uh, <laughs> Sam Williams said that Starling was going to get man of the match. Then went Starling try, and Tom went for a semi Valame try. So the leaderboard still very, very bleak. We need some help, Sebi. We need some points. Um, now, for the purposes of integrity this week, I'm going to Ben's given me his prediction, so we'll go with that in a second. Um, so I won't be putting in my stitching up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sebi, you first. Uh, what's your prediction for this game? Uh, my prediction would be Big Jacko crashing over for a try. Oh, I like it. I like it. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I'm really excited for this round. I can't, I can't wait to get up to Gosford on Saturday. And I've just got a feeling Ryan James, I, I think we're going to see him crash over from close range, probably just to the ne- next to the post or under the post. So... Big nice. Ryan for a try. It's bold, but he, I think he's got the record for the most tries scored by a forward in the NRL, so not as surprising as, <laughs> as it might sound. Now, for, for Ben, he's gone with, with you, Seb. He's, he's gone a try for Sebastian Chris. I like it. I think it, I think it really could pay off. So let's see how we go, and hopefully we have some points. Can't wait to see the celebration too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, You're yeah. going to bring it out? Yeah, right. Yeah, yes, easy. I love it. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you for listening to Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.